Mason, I think we need to talk. Sure thing, Jeff. It's what we do. Well, it's about your problem. My problem? I don't have a problem. Uh, you have a problem. You have a camera bag problem. Oh, what? <laughs> you mean that problem where I don't have enough room in my closet for all my camera bags? Uh, it's a problem where you have a closet and a basement and a spare room, and I think you have a problem. Oh, come on now. around camera gear isn't as easy as it seems. There's no such thing as a perfect camera bag. Choosing the right bag is downright discombobulated. Today we're going to photocombobulate camera bags. I'm Jeff Carlson. And I'm Mason Marsh. And I love camera bags. Yes, you do. Maybe too much. Maybe. Maybe someone's jealous. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. You know, Jeff, in my defense, I have spent many, many years buying camera bags. And you're right. I do have a problem. The problem is one camera bag just isn't enough. You said you've spent many years. You've also spent a crap load of money on camera bags. And th this sounds a lot like the tripod problem, which is, you know, you say, I'm going to buy a tripod. It's going to be a decent tripod, but I don't have a lot to spend. And then you end up needing to buy something better or something lighter and you really should have just spent more money to get the right tripod in the first place. Right. The, it's, that, it's that whole buy once, cry once, right? Exactly. Yeah. But here, I think my analogy falls apart a little bit because there isn't one good bag, right? Right. Well, I think your analogy about the tripod's right because – you you need different tripods for different situations. For instance, if I'm going to go out and photograph uh, winter weather on the Oregon coast, I want the mm -hmm. biggest, heaviest, burliest tripod I can get because I want it to be super stable in the wind. I'm going to drive there. I'm not carrying the thing miles and miles on my back or anything like that. So mm -hmm. having a tripod that's going to work in that situation is great, but that's not the tripod I'm going to take with me on a flight to Italy. For instance, I'm going to want to bring something much more compact. I probably am not going to be using that in storm conditions, so it can be a little less sturdy, that sort of thing. Right. So that thinking applies to camera bags because we do lots of different types of photography. Most photographers don't just do one thing with their camera over and over and over. They do lots of things. They go and take landscape photos. They run down to the park and take photos of ducks in the pond. Maybe mm -hmm. they photograph a friend's wedding <laughs> on the weekend. Oh, Every yeah. situation is going to ask for a different type of camera carrying solution. And so you need different bags. Well, and that's, that's kind of hard to accept, especially early because I remember when I first got a camera, suddenly you're like, all right, what am I going to protect this with? Mm -hmm. And I remember I had a little – like I think the, the first Nikon DSLR that I had, I bought this sort of lens camera-shaped pouch flap thing and it, that was like to protect it, right? And of course, the idea behind that was, okay, I just spent a lot of money on a camera. I need to protect it. And that 
didn't take into consideration any other lenses or anything else. And so I think this is what happens to a lot of people. Suddenly you are now on the search for the best bag, like like the one bag that's going to do everything for you. Mm-hmm. And so – of course, you start thinking, all right, well, what do I have? I have these lenses and I want to put in some filters and I want to be able to strap my tripod to it. And so you go and you find something that has the most pockets or the the best dividers and then you realize, oh, well, this is great except I'm not going to haul this everywhere. This is way too much. Mm-hmm. And then you get into that spiral of, oh, I bought too much bag and now what am I going to do? I can't buy another bag. But of course, well, of course you let's, can. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> no photographer says I can't buy another bag. But you kind of feel bad about it because you're like, oh, I made the wrong choice. Right. And like that's the key thing for me because I have bags upstairs that I think only one bag I would qualify as being like the wrong choice because it the features sounded good at the time and then once. I took it out in the field. It just didn't work as well as I, I would have liked. It was hard to get to. But for all of my other bags, I do mix and match between them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like goes against everything that I started with. And so hopefully – I know I'm going on and on about this. But hopefully this can you know save somebody some trouble or some anxiety about, oh, geez, well – I went on YouTube and I saw you know, like this is the best bag for, for this is the best bag for photographers. <laughs> well, kind of, <laughs> right? The photography industry in itself does not help us with this problem because what? No, yeah, because they 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 convince us when we buy a camera, this is the best camera for everything you want to do. This camera does it all. Yep. And anybody who's fallen for that, which is all of us, gets to a point where you're like, well, you know, this camera does do a lot and it's pretty amazing, but it doesn't do everything. And in fact, I think lenses are probably the better analog to this. Lenses yeah. are like, well, this lens is great, but it in low light, it's not so hot. So I need to get maybe a bright prime for low light situations. So there you go. You've added a lens. Right. And then you realize, well, I really enjoy shooting birds in flight. And so I need a longer lens for that uh, fast focusing lung lens. So you go grab one of those and it's like, okay, now I've got three lenses. And then you're pretty soon you've got six lenses or eight lenses. And you're like, I need to have somewhere to put all these. So let's just get a bag and we'll put them all in there. And that way, if I need them, they're right there. Cause I spent a lot of money on them. I should take them with me. And so a lot of times we approach this problem of camera carry as where am I going to keep all my camera gear so that I can get to it when I need it. And we don't think about the actual act of carrying that camera gear. We just think of the act of storing it because frankly, that's what the bag's doing most of the time is it's sitting somewhere with their gear in it. And I spent a long time storing my gear in bags and thinking that that was where things should stay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started doing lots of different types of photography over and over and getting older and getting more experience and getting more uh, kind of errors and mistakes and frustrations, you know, under my belt, where I started realizing that having a big, heavy camera bag isn't appropriate for most of what I do. 
it's okay to leave lenses at home sometimes. It's hard for me to even say that because it's like, <laughs> like a little like, is it, is it really okay? Um, but they're going to miss you. They're, they're going to be you. like all sad that yeah. they didn't get taken out in the, in the big photo excursion. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, which, which of your kids do you take on vacation? Right. <laughs> You know, that sort of question. So a lot of people get stuck in this mode where they do end up with a giant bag that weighs a lot. And yeah. most most people start with shoulder bags. Not so much anymore, but back back when I started in photography uh, as a photojournalist, you know, the thing was you carry a Domkey shoulder bag, which are mm-hmm. these cool canvas, you know, flappy bags with lots of uh, pockets to stuff film in and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I had a giant donkey bag that I could carry all my stuff in. And I realized pretty quickly that having that big shoulder bag was literally a pain in the butt or pain in the back in the, um, back, yeah. <laughs> in the shoulder because I'm, you know, carrying it with me all the time and I'm knocking it into things. I'm, you know, I'm, as a photojournalist, I don't want to be obtrusive. And here I am like a bull in a China shop with this big bag swinging around. And I learned yeah. pretty quickly that Having a smaller bag that I could put film and filters and batteries in and then just carrying my cameras was a much more uh, useful solution for me. And so my larger bag became sort of a mothership that lived in the trunk of my car. And I would work out of that bag, but I didn't like to carry it. I didn't carry it much. Yeah. Well, later, as I began leading workshops and doing more landscape photography, I realized that having a shoulder bag was nice because I wanted to carry multiple lenses and I didn't want to have my cameras just out dangling on my straps, you know, over my shoulders. I wanted things kind of put away, away from the rain yeah. and the wind and the salt and all of that. So I went with the shoulder bag and I was out on the Oregon coast photographing. I remember this very, very clearly, this moment of kind of, you know, bing, the light came on. I squatted down to photograph some sea anemones in a tide pool. And I had the shoulder bag slung over my shoulder, but it was on my back, right? So oh, you're no. kind of swinging around. And so as I bent down, the bag swung around and kind of went bloop down into the water, just the bottom of the bag. It didn't ruin anything. Okay. But it definitely was like, why is this bag suddenly just in my face? You know, this mm-hmm. it just came on around. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and and got in the way. And I realized, wow, you know, I need a backpack. I need to put my stuff in a backpack. And so I went out and got a, because I have this problem, I went out and got a camera backpack. <laughs> I put all my stuff in it. And the backpack was great because I could carry more, right? So I'm like, I'm putting all these lenses. I might need this. I might need that. I need these filters. I need all this stuff. I put all this stuff in the backpack and I go out there on the beach again. And I can squat down and take photos all day. And the backpack's staying right there on my back. But when it comes time to change lenses, I can't just swing the bag around and open it up and dig around in it. I've got to set it down somewhere and open it up. And here I am on this wet, you know, salty beach. Like, well, now what do I do? So granted, now they have bags that open on the sides and you can access things, you know, through side compartments. But most camera backpacks, the ones that we use... You're not going to access everything you need while you're wearing that bag. It needs to be set down. It needs to be worked out of. And so these situations demanded different things. And so the more experience I I gathered, the more I realized, wait, in this situation, this bag works, but it doesn't work in that situation. Sometimes I love a shoulder bag. Sometimes I prefer a backpack. The challenge is we want to be able to bring the gear that we are going to be using. We want to keep it safe. We want Mm -hmm. it to be protected, right, from the elements, from theft, from getting knocked around and bashed around. 
And so, you know, choosing a camera bag that allows us to do all of that while still being small enough and comfortable enough to actually carry. That is a, that's a big yeah. recipe. <laughs> it's asking yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and again, that's that's sort of jumping into the okay. Well, now which bag is going to meet all those criteria and be my ultimate bag? I wonder. So, would you advise people? Let's say someone has is just starting out, or you know, they've had one of these big bags and everything's stored in the bag. And, and actually, I would love to talk a little bit more about storage if we mm -hmm. if we Absolutely. have time later. Um, you know, like, is it practical to say okay? You need to go and look for two bags, three bags, or like is that good overall advice or do we need to stop and say, let's break this down. What kind of photography are you doing? What do you think you're going to be doing? Like this is a, a, a perfect discombobulated moment because it's hard to know where to start. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can go and buy a giant bag and make mistakes or maybe you're going to buy three bags and realize you only use two of them. Or maybe you need to make a spreadsheet that says what your lenses are and what types of photography. <laughs> oh my god, your your eyes just lit up when I said spreadsheet. <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves a good spreadsheet. Actually, we have Next we, episode. <laughs> we have this data, Jeff. We have this data already already mined. It's oh, waiting for us. Oh, I know where you're going you know where now. I'm headed for okay. This? Yep. So what I would yep. what I would say to someone who comes to me and says, "Listen, I'm frustrated with my camera carry solutions." I in every talks like that, right? I'm frustrated with my camera carry solutions. <laughs> That's right, doctor. Um, <laughs> doctor. First thing is we have to understand as human beings, we are creatures of comfort. We like things to be easy, right? We we we've mastered technology to make our lives easier. So mm -hmm. we need to consider that if something is difficult, we may not be doing it. So if that bag is too heavy to carry, you're not going to take it out and take photographs as often as you would. You know, it's got to be right. really special to, to get you to take that camera. I know people that carry cameras with them everywhere they go. I'm not that person. But I do understand that the easier it is for me to grab my camera gear and carry it with me, the more likely it is that I'm going to make good photos because mm -hmm. I'm actually using the camera gear. So in Lightroom... Any photo asset, digital asset management system, so whether you use Lightroom or Capture One or whatever, there's a way to filter your photographs by camera and by lens. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I would encourage people to do is to do an audit in their software. Uh, we'll use Lightroom because that's what you and I both use. So if we go into Lightroom and we filter for a specific lens that we use, um, and mm -hmm. we look in the, and we see how many hundreds or thousands of photos we've made with that lens and we can actually break it down. So what I've done is I've created smart collections in Lightroom for each of my cameras and for each of my lenses. Uh -huh. And I can just look at the numbers next to those collections because it'll automatically populate those collections right. based on the EXIF data of the photos. It's not right. like I have to go through and pull these in, right? right. It's done all and, automatically. And, and this is in Lightroom Classic. I'll just be the nerd here and mention that li the other Lightroom doesn't have this capability. Yes, thank so, you. Yes, thank Lightroom you. Classic. Thank you for mentioning that because <laughs> that is frustration with the with the newer Lightroom. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Pedantic Man. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes. No, it's important. It's important. So uh, you do this audit and you see which lenses really are important to you based on what you've used them for in the past. Past mm -hmm. performance is a predictor of future performance, right? So if you're, you know, you've got two or three lenses that those are the ones that you make the most photos with, those are the ones that need to go in your bag. 
The other ones, maybe they don't have, you don't have to have a place for them. They can maybe mm-hmm. just come out on special occasions. Those are the kids you can leave at home <laughs> when you go on vacation. <laughs> you need to bring your three favorite kids in the bag. Now, once you've established this belief that you've got this core set of lenses and this core set of cameras, Mm-hmm. You need to think about what you're going to be doing with it. And one of the questions when people say, I need a camera bag is I say, what type of photography do you do? And if someone says, you know, I'm really, you know, I really enjoy photographing uh, musical performances, concerts, I'm like, okay, so you're going to be parked in one spot. You're going to bring your gear in. You're going to have a place to probably set a bag down on the floor or maybe on a chair or someplace where you can tuck it away. And you're going to be working out of that bag, not on your body. That bag's going to be set down somewhere. Yeah. That bag probably should be a shoulder bag at that point. You know, you can probably get away with the shoulder bag. Shoulder bags are really easy. That way, if you're stuck in a situation where you can't set it down, you can still work out of it really easily by, by just reaching down and digging around in it. But if you say, wow, I'm a travel photographer, I'm going to go on trips, I'm going to carry my camera gear all day, I'm going to be walking and walking, walking for miles, then you, do, you need a backpack. No, no doubt. You need a backpack. It's going to get that bag on your back where it's going to be easier to carry the weight, but it's also going to keep it out of the way. Uh, You can move through a crowd with a backpack on really easily. Now, if you don't have a very big kit, if you're just talking about one camera and one lens, this gets super easy, right? One camera, one lens, you're just going to carry that on a strap or maybe have a simple little holster or or small bag to put it in. And that you can carry however you want. You can put that in with your other bag, your day pack or your you know briefcase or whatever it is you're carrying. But yeah. we're talking about people with multiple lenses they want to bring. It's complicated, maybe even a tripod or something like that. So a backpack's going to be an easier solution if you're carrying it all day. If you're in an area where you're going to be stooping down, moving around, doing awkward body positioning, like my example of the beach, a backpack's going to work much better than a shoulder bag for that. But the challenge is, the downside of that backpack is when you do need to switch lenses or you do need to get your gear out and use it, you're going to have to set that bag down. For me, that's not a problem. I, I'm good with that. I, I accept that. I love having my gear with me so that I don't get into a situation where I'm a mile from my car and I go, man, I really wish I'd brought the wide angle lens. Look at this shot. Yeah, you know, yeah. having a backpack that can carry a lot of stuff is, is really nice in those situations. But, you know, it's not going to be great for all situations. Let's break this down just a little bit. So for a long time, I only used messenger bags or shoulder mm-hmm. bags, and I feel like I'm even spooling out another subtopic here because I want to include bags that will also carry laptops and everyday carry type of stuff. And I almost feel like maybe I shouldn't go there yet because that's, that's no, a whole other I, thing. I think, but, I think it's a good thing to talk about because not everybody is just out to take photos. Yeah. Yeah. So so here here's my example. So for i don't know for the longest time i've been mostly mobile now that kind of went in the toilet when the pandemic started of course but a typical day would be i would take my kid to school and i would have a, a backpack or a messenger bag and that would have my computer and power cord batteries um the place for my camera cuz i liked having my camera with me even if i didn't really shoot it a lot mm-hmm. It didn't bother me to have a lot of stuff with me. I know there are some people who would just be amazed at like how much I would carry during the day, and I wasn't carrying like like a big, huge, you know, workshop kind of backpack, but it was you know a, a decent sized thing. 
because I would go and work in coffee shops and maybe you know go to like maybe three coffee shops during the day. So I want to have that that mobility. So there's that aspect of okay, what else are you going to be carrying in addition to just your camera stuff? And I found that after using a messenger bag for a long time, uh, also like I used to ride my bike to work when I had an office uh, somewhere else. That was great, but. It literally was twisting my back around. Like I, I started having back problems because it was a messenger bag. So I switched to a backpack and the backpack that I use now is a peak design everyday, everyday backpack. That, that's what it's called. Yep. And what I like about it is that I can carry my laptop and a few lenses. Like I, I've been able to cram quite a bit in there, but if I do find myself in a situation where I need to grab my camera, I can pull off one shoulder, slide it around so it's like a messenger in a way and access that from the side. I've also had bags where you have side access, but it's really awkward or bad. And so just having that side access does not necessarily make the bag appealing. Like it sounds good and then you never use it or it's so frustrating when you try to use it. What is my point here? I <laughs> I don't know that I have a point other than these are all more things that you need to consider because the simple thing for us to do would be like, okay, you're a photographer, you're a landscape photographer, get this bag. Yeah. You're a street photographer, get this bag. And the reality is I think for most of us is sometimes you are a street photographer. Sometimes you are a coffee shop, laptop toting, remote worker. Sometimes you are uh, shooting weddings and you are going to be moving all day long and you got to have your gear. You got to know where everything is. You can't just ask everybody to stop for a minute. I need to go get my, my prime lens out of the car, which is parked by the valet. Yeah. You know, like that just doesn't happen. And so, so much of this depends on what you're going to shoot. And I hate to say this so much of this, the bags that I have are, I think all products of failure in the field. You have to – it sucks that you have to <laughs> – I will finish the sentence. No, I swear no, to God. it's good. I like it. Keep <laughs> but, going, Jeff. Keep but, going. <laughs> but it sucks to say, you know what? You're going to spend money whether you like it or not and some of the things are just not going to work. But you have to do that to get the experience to realize, you know what? Concrete example. My, my Peak Design backpack is great and I use it most of the time. And yet there are some times when I want to say go hiking and I don't want to bring all that stuff. Even if I take most of the stuff out, that's the bag. That's that's the thing that I use. And so I'm still carrying the weight of that bag even if there's less stuff in it. Yeah. And so recently, uh, thanks to your recommendation, I got a sling, little sling bag from Peak Design. And that lets me carry my camera, a lens, maybe two lenses – and I can just grab that and go and not have all of the other stuff. But it took a long time of me carrying my Peak Design backpack and realizing, oh, like, this is too much. I didn't need to bring this whole thing on this trip. Yeah. And yet there you are. You're stuck with it. And you got you to gotta deal with it. This subject is just incredibly complicated. When I say it's discombobulated, this is exactly one of the reasons why I wanted to take on this this topic. There's no answer that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's situational, it's personal. That we're talking about carrying stuff on our bodies. This is 
this is where we're interacting with our technology physically. You know, this, mm-hmm. this human technological connection is something that designers and engineers obsess over and spend, you know, years and years trying to figure out. And the truth is everybody's got different wants and needs and expectations. And so I want to kind of talk about what we have learned. Both of us have struggled with bags and carrying stuff. And so I want to talk a little bit about what we've learned and where we've come to now. And I want to say this with a giant asterisk right now. It is February 1st, 2022. I guarantee you on February 1st, 2023, I'm going to have a different opinion on all of this stuff (laughs) because I'm going to do a lot of carrying between now and then. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to learn more and I'm going to, I'm going to, there's going to be new products that come out that are better. Uh, People are going to Mm -hmm. figure stuff out. So first of all, I want to chase this notion of photography being really important to us and something that we would like to have the opportunity to do if the, if, if the opportunity comes up. So we want to carry our cameras with us when we're out and about. For most of us, it's not a really great idea just to carry it on a strap because it gets beat up. Uh, it's out there. You're kind of flashing an expensive camera around. So maybe you want to hide it away, keep it out of the rain, that sort of thing. So a bag mm-hmm. is a great solution. But then we want to bring our laptop or we want to bring an iPad or we want to bring a water bottle. <laughs> we want to bring snacks, uh, a jacket. You know, all of this stuff starts adding up and piling up. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, my God, water bottles. Oh, Why does no company ever take into account that you want a water bottle as you're hiking through the wilderness mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know. Mini I know. rant. Go ahead. No, we'll, we'll go down and, and uh, bang that drum here pretty quick. So hang on. <laughs> okay. The challenge of meeting this need of just day to day, I want to carry my camera with me. And we're not talking about 14 lenses. We're talking about usually just a camera and maybe one or two lenses. Right. So yeah. fairly small. And now that most of us shoot mirrorless cameras, they are a little bit smaller. The lenses can be a little bit smaller. So we're not talking about a huge amount of stuff here. It's on expedition, but it's this day-to-day stuff. Now, the Peak Design Everyday Backpack is a great thing to talk about. Yeah, You have experience with it. I have experience with it. We both started with the Peak Design Everyday Messenger Bags which is where Peak Design started on this trail of bag making. Great company, really innovative products. I think the Peak Design sling bags are brilliant. I actually can't stand the everyday backpack. And here's why. I think I think this, <laughs> the straps are awful. They've tried to make it very urban and cool looking, and it is. They're beautiful bags to look at. Uh, but I find the straps are really uncomfortable for carrying any kind of a load. And then when you swing it around, they have these side flaps that open. Mm -hmm. And it's a brilliant design for accessing lots of gear inside a bag. So you're holding yours up and it has this giant wing that flips open, right? So if you open that up and you have these shelves, these dividers in there, and you've got your gear kind of tucked in in each of these divided sections, if you've got a bunch of gear in there, like a couple of different lenses and maybe some books and a jacket and all of that, it shifts around while you're carrying it because it's all done in these stacks. Yeah. And you tilt the bag on its side and you open it up. I always found that things were moving around a little too much. I like things to be a little bit more pulled in, I guess, or, or contained. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like things were sort of spilling out when I opened that bag up. I worried. I actually had a couple of times where I lenses kind of wanted to fall out or roll out. I'm like, ah, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be so close to the opening. You know, again, it's like yeah. your, your little kids that like, get back in there. So I, for those two reasons, I went away from the everyday bag towards other camera carry solutions. But another problem with the everyday backpack is 
there is a nice pocket on the outside for putting water bottles, but that's on the outside of that flap. So if you got to open that up, you got this big water bottle, you got all this other stuff. So they're trying to do a lot of things and really good designs and in packs include really complicated functionality like that. Like, okay, we got a water bottle carry on the outside. We're going to unzip this flap on the inside are a bunch of zippered pockets for storing SD cards and batteries. And then you access the core of the pack for a lot of people that works really well. But for some people, that's just too much, too complicated. There's too much stuff that can slide out, jumble around mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So yeah. what I have found is if I'm going to be a digital nomad for the day and I want to carry a camera in a bag with a laptop and I also want to carry a water bottle and I want to carry a jacket and some snacks and pens and all that other good stuff that I like to bring along Mm -hmm. with me. I actually use a regular day pack and I put my camera inside of a holster and this is a mystery ranch. I'll put links Uh, to all this, all these things we talk about. We'll put links to in the show notes. This is a mystery ranch camera holster. It's just really a simple little pod. It's padded. It's rather rigidly structured, so it'll it'll protect a camera. If I drop my bag, or God forbid, I drop my bag, or somebody steps on it, or something like that, my camera is yeah. pretty well protected in this, and I can slide this inside the bag in the main compartment of the bag. And then this, the day pack that I use also has a really wonderful sleeve for my laptop and a place for me to put my headphones and all of this stuff. I really like that because it's not a camera bag. It doesn't look like a camera bag. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have, you know, all of these little compartments for putting lenses in that I'm going to figure out what am I going to do with that if I'm not actually using it for lenses. And so I'm adapting a regular bag to camera to, to bring a camera along. The other thing that I've done is I actually have the Peak Design sling bags like you have. I have a couple of different sizes. Mm -hmm. The Peak Design sling bag, this, this is the, the 10 liter, the big one, but the six liter and the three liter which are the little ones. I have the three liter right here. It's a tiny little guy, right? Tiny little guy. These actually fit yeah. really nicely inside day packs too. So if you ah. want to bring a camera with an extra lens, you can put them in a bag like this. And they're well-structured and padded. They're built for carrying cameras, right? And you can slide in. And now here's, here's where it gets good, Jeff. You ready? I'm ready. Let's say you're digital nomading for the day and you want to go out and take some photos the sun came out. You're tired of drinking coffee. You got to walk, walk a little bit. So you're going to walk down to the docks and take pictures or something. So yeah. you take the sling bag out, you deploy the strap, you put your backpack back on. Now you have the sling bag in the front and you can access your camera gear. And when you're done using it, you just dump it back in the backpack and carry it around. So uh-huh. here you've got a deployable alternative to carrying your camera inside your backpack. So I really yeah. like this. It's sort of like a uh, packing cube that allows you to use it as a sling bag. And it gives you access to your camera. You're not going to be fumbling around, you know, trying to jumble a bunch of stuff. It really is It really is simple. Now, p- people might be saying, why would you put a sling bag on while you're wearing a backpack? It's actually not bad. <laughs> you got yeah. one strap on. You can just put the other strap over the top of it. It's actually pretty comfortable. So, Yeah. And... I think it's also worth mentioning having the day pack. Um, I'm not sure which day pack you're talking about, which I, I'm sure that you will show me because um, let's go back to the original. You having a problem because you just picked up four bags <laughs> that you have littered around you. But you know, another important thing is there are so many camera bags out there that just scream, I have an expensive camera in this bag. 
And I, I started out with one of them and it was just so obvious that you had a camera bag and not even so much that you want to hide it from potential thieves, although I think that's kind of the main part. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to advertise that, hey, I'm a photographer, especially if I'm not actually walking around doing much photography. If I, like you said, being a digital nomad – and so having something that just doesn't look like a camera bag, I think there's a lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. And even though I think people who know Peak Design bags would look at me and know that I probably had a camera in there, it's a you know nice-looking bag. It's, it's very well-designed. So I'm sure if someone really wanted to – it, they would look at me in the coffee shop and be like, yeah, that's, that's the guy to, 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 to rip his bag off. But there are also so many bags, even, you know, you're grabbing an old canvas bag, whatever, something beat up, and, and you're not going to be screaming, hey, I'm a photographer. I'm carrying something valuable. Yeah, and I think that's in an urban environment especially, that's definitely something to think about. One of the great things about the Peak Design Sling bags, and so the Peak Design Everyday Sling, again, I've got the 3-liter and the 10-liter. You've got the 6-liter, I think. I have the 6-liter, so yeah. These three different sizes, they're uh, amazing bags. The 3-liter bag, the smallest one, I can put my uh, Sony mirrorless camera body in there along with two prime lenses, as long as they're not Whoa. big, huge, fat prime lenses. Yeah. I oftentimes won't carry the lens attached to the camera. So in that bag, it's fairly flat. So I kind of slide everything mm-hmm. in there in, in their individual pieces and then pick which lens I want to use on my camera, that sort of thing. That can go into any ba- just about any bag I would ever carry to the coffee shop or on a hike with my kids, that sort of thing. And so I've got a various backpacks that I would grab or tote bags or things like that, that I would grab and, and carry along. Now, if I was flying somewhere and traveling and I wanted to not check a bag, cause I actually want to see the stuff again, <laughs> the sling bags work really well because it's, it's my extra item, you know? So I have my backpack or my roll on bag or whatever with all my clothes and stuff. And it maybe I throw a tripod in there and that goes mm-hmm. in the overhead compartment. My carry on bag can be the tote, the, the sling bag. And the larger one, the 10 liter, will hold an iPad along with camera gear. And so it's a solution that I use all the time. The everyday sling bags of Peak Design, I think, are their best bags and hands down the most useful. They're all different kinds of situations. Now, you still need that other bag to carry your laptop in. And you still need that other bag to carry your headphones and your water bottle and all that. Because the Peak Design Mm -hmm. sling bags, no water bottle place at all. Drives me nuts. No. So you can, <laughs> you can clip a carabiner on your water bottle and have it jangling off the outside, but there's no Perfect. pocket. Yeah. yeah, that's just what you want, right? There's no pocket for that water bottle. And so I'm always taking a sling bag, but it's almost always working with another bag, either inside mm-hmm. it or alongside it. I've recently got a different camera bag that I'm going to use instead of the Peak Design sling bags. And I <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna expound on how great these sling bags are, and then and talk like, about why we don't like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so earlier when you said next February, I will probably have changed my opinion and changed my gear. And actually, what you meant was in five minutes I will change my opinion and change my gear. You have a problem, no, no, and no, I am I have, here I, for this. I, this. I love it. I have a solution. So, oh, oh, good, good. Okay. So what was my biggest problem with the sling bag? I had no room to, to put, put a, stuff in put it. Put a water bottle in it. 
My yes. biggest problem with the Peak Stenciling bag is it is a great bag for carrying camera gear and even an iPad and camera gear. Mm-hmm. But it's not – there's no place for a water bottle. And so it just falls short. And so I would oftentimes end up putting that sling bag inside of a backpack so I could carry a water bottle and some snacks. And that gets kind of convoluted, right? So I, yeah. I recently picked up this bag on – the recommendation of Chris Nichols, who is one of our friends, we're fans of Chris, DP Review TV, he suggested that he thought the, the Wotan Craft Pilot Bag, which is a shoulder bag, he thought it was just a really elegant and useful bag. And I went and looked at the website. I had heard of this company, but I'd never touched any of the bags, never seen anybody using one of the bags in person. And I went and mm-hmm. looked at it like, wow, that's not my usual aesthetic. This doesn't look like any of my other camera bags. It's khaki color. It's got a military kind of uh, vintage military look to it. But the more I looked at the bag, I'm more like, that's really clever. There's lots of things here that answer problems that I've had with things like the Peak Design sling bags or my Shimoda Designs backpacks. So follow me on this. Okay. This is not the perfect camera bag, but in times where I would carry a sling bag to go out, uh, maybe walk around town, take photographs, Mm -hmm. I would grab a Peak Design sling bag, and then I would say, well, I guess when I get thirsty, I'll stop and get something to drink. You know, that sort of hopeful perspective there on that. This has end pockets that are great for water bottles. So now I've got the option to carry a water bottle, which I I always tell my kids, got to drink water. Get that water bottle, (laughs) drink some water. So I've got pocket on each end. I can put snacks on one side, water bottle on the other, and they're not inside with my camera gear. I'm not going to leak water on my cameras or anything like that. So that's all taken care of. But then underneath this flap, I've got a nice compartment that's padded, but not hugely structured. It's sort of loose, but it's got plenty of padding for camera gear. And I could carry my Sony mirrorless camera along with a couple of good-sized lenses. In fact, I could fit my 100 to 400 millimeter lens in here, which is seriously a huge lens. Yeah. I can fit it inside, and then it's got um, a front zippered pocket. It's got a back zippered pocket. I can sneak my iPad into here if I wanted to. And it all buckles up, and it doesn't look like a camera bag. I don't think. It looks like a Mm -hmm. camera bag. But it has all these solutions, and I can carry it as a shoulder bag, but I could also stuff this into a, a fairly large day pack if I wanted to. The only thing this won't carry that I might want to carry with me is my laptop. It's the only thing it won't carry. So I'm actually really impressed with this bag so far. I haven't used it tons, but I've taken it out a few times. It's very comfortable. has a great strap. And if I was going to go traveling, if I was going to go out for a walk all day taking photos, um, it's the bag I probably would grab right now. Also worth pointing out that you you have the 12.9-inch iPad. So yes. just in, in, in terms of size, because I can actually get my 11-inch iPad into my Peak Design 6-liter thing it's kind of tight but yeah but it'll just, go yeah it'll go yeah yeah so just just so we have a sense of scale here because sure. that's also the other problem of of buying bags not to derail you here but no. is you're looking at at things online you're looking at pictures and it, it is hard to get a sense of how big is this oh well it holds six liters well yeah what does that mean right uh, am i going to pour six liters of water in yeah. to check it out yeah. no <laughs> yeah it's the 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 capacity it's so slippery on these bags you know yeah Everybody measures differently too. I mean, we know what six liters is, you know, picture three, two liter bottles of soda, right? That's, yeah. that's a lot more than what that six liter bag looks like. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Yeah. So how do they measure this stuff? It's really, it's really strange and doesn't make any sense. But what you do need to think about is, will it hold that lens that you really want to bring with you? So you've done that audit. And you're like, wow, I take a lot of photos with my 100 to 400 millimeter lens. It's really one of my favorite lenses. I, I want to be able to bring that with me. So when I got this bag, there were two options. There was a 7 liter and a 10 liter option. I got the 10 liter option because it was tall enough to hold that longer lens if I wanted to bring uh, it. Right. Now, most of the time I'm not. But if I want to, it's that options there. So I have that bag, which I think is right now I'm going to... Go out on a limb and say, I think that bag is going to replace my everyday sling bags for most uses. And so I've got these couple of everyday sling bags that, you know, if my wife needs to carry a sling bag or when my kids wants to borrow one, I've got them available. But right now, this Woten Craft pilot bag is kind of my go-to shoulder bag. But, you know, if I'm going on a photo trip where we're going to get in the car and we're going to go drive for two weeks and take a bunch of photos and bring every mm-hmm. piece of gear we could possibly want to bring, that bag's not coming on that trip for that because it's it doesn't hold enough. It just doesn't bring everything I want to bring. It's that yeah. everyday bag kind of type of bag. That yeah, yeah. Well, I find I also have learned this by experience. Even if you are going to go on a photo trip where you need everything, where you're going to be out shooting all sorts of things, I always put some sort of other bag into my suitcase mm-hmm. because there are going to be times and you know this has happened when we've been on our trips you're going to want to just we're going to spend an afternoon walking around town right yeah and you do not want to carry your big ass backpack through town or you know some quaint little location because a it's bulky you're carrying too much you're moving around a lot B, you look like a dork because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, hello, I'm a tourist. Yeah. And granted, like a lot of these places, it's okay to look like a tourist, but it's just too much. And so having that ability to grab something small, whether it's a sling, whether it's, I, I mean, I have just, you know, a, like an old sling bag that I had that I took to Africa with me once. And it's kind of beat up. It doesn't hold a whole lot, but every once in a while, like that's what I would take before I got the sling mm-hmm. because I could just throw something in. Toss it and in. The sling now has has a little bit more structure to it. And I like that a lot better now. But but you still have being to carry that to, water bottle in your hand. <laughs> I still have to carry the water bottle. <laughs> I still have to beg people for for hydration so on the way. Yeah, I'm gonna come across a green fountain soon. I'm gonna please, 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 please. So here's a great example of that, Jeff. Um, when I went okay. to Iceland. Pre-pandemic, this was a couple years ago now, I I did this trip where I went to Iceland for a few days and then I went to Copenhagen, Denmark for a couple of days. And I did not want, well, I couldn't bring tons of stuff because I I knew that I was going to be moving. Like, for instance, in Denmark, I was going to have to get from the airport to the hotel and and I wasn't going to take a cab. I was going to take the train and that sort of thing. So I had a rolling bag that had my clothes and boots and things like that and cold weather gear for Iceland and big tripod. And actually, I think I've even stuffed my drone in that bag. But then I had my Shimoda Designs uh, 30-liter backpack, camera backpack. And that was a carry-on. And then my second carry-on was the uh, Peak Design 10-liter sling bag. So I'm pretty loaded down, but I could still move. Dragging Mm -hmm. a roller bag, wearing a backpack, got a sling bag on the front. And you didn't check anything, right? I checked the roller bag. 
You did check the roller. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I had to check the roller bag. So for me, that was, you know, for a couple of weeks of traveling, kind of world traveling, two different types of climates, I needed to cover a, a, a pretty broad range. So what I found was in Iceland, I was working out of a camper van. The backpack worked really great. I could set it up, put anything I need into it. I, it you know, the Shimoda Designs backpack, there's even a place to put a water bottle, right? So mm-hmm. I could go out on a hike and photograph waterfalls and mountains and beautiful things. And the backpack was awesome. And when I'm working out of the van, I could just unzip it and, work, and it's like a mobile desk, right? When I got to Denmark, I had a hotel room and I was traveling by bicycle. <laughs> the backpack oh. wasn't going to be wasn't going to be smart because it's going to museums and castles and places where they were going to be like, dude, you can't bring that big backpack in here. So I had the 10 liter sling bag and I put a camera and a couple of lenses in there and it rode either on my body or on the front rack of the little bicycle that I rented. And that was perfect. It was wonderful. So I kind of hid everything away in my hotel room that I didn't want to carry, carried the sling bag and the big backpack sort of was the mothership. Right. And I would, each day I'd be like, okay, I'm going to this castle and I'm going to see these types of things. So I'll grab the, you know, 24 to 105 zoom lens and then a wide angle, bright prime, uh, and a little micro tabletop tripod, throw it in my sling bag and head out. It worked really, really well for that. It, it, so your message of carrying along a second bag Mm -hmm. was really smart. Now here's where the sling bag really came into its own. When I was on the plane, the backpack goes in the overhead compartment. The sling bag fits under the seat in front of me. And so it carries my iPad and, you know, maybe a camera and a couple lenses that don't fit into the backpack or guidebooks or whatever. I had that at my seat. It was super convenient to have that. So I'm a fan of having multiple bags, even in one trip. I think that trying to do it all with the sling bag wouldn't have worked because I wouldn't have had enough gear. Trying to do it all with a backpack wouldn't work because I couldn't have taken it everywhere. So, you know, splitting it up, switching things around. We need to get away from a lot of uh, beginning photographers and photographers who haven't tried to travel a lot with camera gear. We need to move away from this idea that you have a camera bag and that's just where your cameras live. You have cameras and then you have bags that you use for certain situations, depending on the need, depending on your, your gear and what you want to, what you want to use. Yeah. Okay. This, this brings us to something that we mentioned earlier. I think this is a good time to bring this up. So I have also been of the school of I've got this camera bag and I'm not going out on uh, an excursion or workshop, but it holds all my lenses. So I'm just going to leave it here in my office, spare room, et cetera. And that's where all my lenses are. And one of the frustrations that I have found trying to do that is, okay, now I need to go out and what am I going to do? So I need to open up this bag and unpack it and, um, oh, geez, like I have all my batteries in these little pockets and I've got all my extra SD cards in these little pockets. And now I need to move all those like I have to shift everything over to the other thing because – I mean honestly, one of the things I really like about the Peak Design bags – and it seems sort of almost silly, but it's a great design. They have little pockets for your batteries. Yep. And they have a little bit of stitching, a little black stitching, a little red stitching that makes it super easy to know 
these are the batteries that are charged. These are the batteries that are depleted. You could reach in and grab it so, right so away. So which is which? Are, are black charged and reds depleted or red charged and blacks depleted? No, black is charged. Red's depleted. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be anything else? <laughs> as long as you know, right? As long as you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the problem is then, okay, well, now I have to like go in and take out all the batteries yeah. and put them in the new thing. And so I'm going to go one more level down, which is having even smaller bags. This is like a it's like a Russian nesting doll totally. uh, <laughs> sequence of, of how to do camera bags. But then you also have the little bags that hold these little things because so many times I've done the shift from one bag to another, mm -hmm. being very smart, like, oh, I don't need this big bag. I'm going to do the small bag. And then I get out there and I realize I don't have any batteries because I left them in the, in, in the other thing, right? right? right. And so then – we end up getting like little tiny utility bags, which is something that I've learned from you and being able to say, all right, this is where all my batteries are going to go or this is where all my power cables and things are going to go so that all I have to do is grab one or two of these smaller bags and know – I mean plan ahead of course that this is my little electronics bag and it goes here in this bag and having – a little bit of, of forethought go into that rather than just freewheeling it as you go. So my my next question that this is leading into is where do you usually keep your lenses? Do you, do you just move them from bag to bag or do you have like a storage place? I do now. It took me a while to get to this point. So for a very long time, my largest camera bag was the mothership, right? So, you know, exactly. usually it was a backpack and I would have uh, all of my lenses and cameras in that, that backpack. And that would sit in a corner of an office or in the, under the, in the closet or whatever. When I built out this office, I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I built out this office. I designed the closet that you see behind my head to have shelves in it and up above, I wanted to have a place where I could plug in chargers and things. So there's an outlet in there. And mm -hmm. so I built shelves and I have a place for all my lenses and a place for my cameras and a place for my things that need to be charged like batteries and headlamps and all of that. And then I have a shelf down below that's sort of a workspace and I have a lens cleaning stuff there. I have all the little tools that I might need. So it's sort of a place to assemble a kit, right? And then mm -hmm. the next shelf down is accessories, drone, lights, big stuff that I don't always use, but it's nice to have handy. And then the bottom of the closet is all the camera bags get stuffed in. <laughs> and then I have some hooks on the door for other camera bags. I have a lot of camera bags, right? So when I go and I'm going to go take photos, I go to the closet, open it up. I say, okay, which bag, right? Which bag am I going to use? And choose a bag. And then I say, which, which gear go with me? So... Big trip, I'm going to empty the closet and put it in the bags, right? Take them all away. <laughs> uh, little, little day trip, it's going to be a light bag with a couple of lenses and a camera and those accessories. Now, I keep all my accessories in the little zippered pouch just like you showed. And I have batteries on a charger. So I pull the batteries off, throw them in that little zippered pouch and put that inside my whichever bag I'm using. But I've come to realize, and this is a fairly recent uh, realization that there are some items that I always want to have in my camera bags, but I have a lot of these items. So for instance, business cards. 
So why mm-hmm. do I need to move business cards from bag to bag? Why don't I just leave 10 business cards in every bag? Boom. There you go. What? I know. Whoa. Crazy. So I just went and said, I'll just put business cards in all my bags. I use AirTags. I think Air, Apple AirTags are really mm. brilliant little devices. So mm-hmm. I have one in my big camera backpack and I have one in this little shoulder bag. And so I just leave them in the bag. And what's yeah. nice about that is sometimes I'm like, where did I put the bag? <laughs> where I, in my I, house is the, the bag? bag? Yeah, where did I put it? Is it downstairs? Where, where is it? So I have air tags in the bags all the time. I don't move the air tag from bag to bag. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad, I think, that I do have different air tags for different bags, but you know, sometimes I'm using more than one bag. So having that's what multiple for, air yeah. tags is, is a good idea. You know, I'm a big fan of these. We talked about this in our Christmas episode, I think. I'm I'm a big fan of these field notebook field notes notebooks. So I have one of these and a pen in each bag. I don't move that from bag to bag. So the only things that move now from bag to bag is my batteries, camera batteries, my little wallet with SD cards in it, my camera Bluetooth remote control, so my remote shutter release, and a tool. So I have Swiss Army knife that's connected to a, a hex wrench tool, the Peak Design little hex wrench tool. Oh, yeah. And those are all strung together with a little string that also has a little pinch light on it. And then I put a headlamp in there. So in this little pouch that's not much bigger than my phone, really, I have those necessities that can move from bag to bag. And they just get you know, shuffled off. Now, of course I've got another pouch full of filters and I have pouch full of panorama gear and you know, all of yeah. this other yeah, yeah, flat yeah, trap. Yeah. But the, 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 the day to day, you know, every time I go out with a camera, I want that bag with the extra batteries. I want that bag with the, with the right. tools and stuff. Right. Well, this goes back to something that we've said in previous episodes. And I think it's just sort of a mantra is knowing where everything is, knowing where things go, saves you time and anxiety and the worry of did I remember to bring everything mm-hmm. and just having that kind of a plan for knowing, okay, I'm going to do this kind of shooting. I'm going to I'm going to go do some street shooting. So I need a small bag, this camera, this lens, and I've got my, my batteries and boom and, and there I go. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to reinvent it every time which I think is something that was always an issue with early bags because it would be a case of I need to take this bag, so I'm going to unload everything in it and then rebuild it for the specific thing that I'm going to do. Right. And it just takes so much time and oftentimes this happens at 1 o'clock in the morning, the day before you're leaving somewhere, yeah. like like just all of that – all that that discombobulation, right? Yeah. That that just uh, drives you crazy. However, I'm going to say that I see a glaring flaw in your problem. Oh yeah, I'd love or, to hear it. Sorry, a glaring <laughs> flaw in your process. Okay, which is for you to really get the the peak essence of your system, you need to just have a camera body in every <laughs> bag, and so. So so you need you need a 50 millimeter prime for every bag so you can just grab it and what? just 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 have just have preloaded bags just all these different sets I I don't see that there's a problem here oh, what man. what what problem do you see here uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Being able to 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 feed yourself and have any exactly. money at all, have any money to, to travel with. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, I don't go anywhere, but I've got these I've got bags these that are already. I can't and, afford to go yeah. anywhere because I've got these bags ready. I'm stuck in my house eating cat food, but <laughs> I've got bags loaded ready to go. In this conversation, it made me think of something. One of the one of the challenges as photographers is we do accumulate a lot of garbage. We accumulate a lot of things that we truly don't need. And we've talked about this in past episodes. If you adopt a system where you store your gear outside your bags on a shelf or in a, uh, maybe you have a, some people live in really humid environments. We don't, you know, are, we're pretty dry mm-hmm. up here, but if I lived in a really humid environment, I would probably store my gear in a, a dehumidifying cabinet. You know, they make these mm. for, for camera gear, for technology. And you, you keep all your lenses and stuff in there so They don't get mold and things condensation inside, which is a problem. I'm so glad I don't have, um, yeah. I can just put my stuff on a shelf, but Having a space for your gear where it's safe and you know exactly where it is every time. So you get back from a trip, you open that bag up and you just depopulate the bag back on. Everything goes in its little spot. This is that mm-hmm. object permanence we've talked about before. Exactly. This is where you get everything out of your bag and you look in there and you're like, oh, what is that thing <laughs> that I brought along? I never used it. That's where you, every time you do this process of packing and unpacking a bag, you get to scrutinize everything you brought. And this is part of the learning process as a photographer is you go, you know what? I've carried that lens on three different trips and never used it. Maybe it should stay Mm -hmm. home next time. Or, you know, I brought that panel gear and I didn't really need it. it. It weighs like four pounds. Maybe I'll think twice about putting that in the bag. But if you leave everything in a bag and you just grab it and head out the door, you don't really scrutinize what's in there. It just keeps getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And before you know it, you're like, I don't really like photography anymore. (laughs) It's too much work. Oh, oh, it's true. It's true. Well, plus also, I mean, we can't ignore the other obvious point. And this is something that we've heard from a lot of people, which is, yeah, I would love to carry everything, but my body just doesn't want to do that anymore. Or I'm going to be exhausted if I'm carrying all this stuff. And then we fall back into that same problem of, hey, I've been having a great day so far and there's a fabulous sunset coming up, but I'm exhausted. I just can't do it. So I'm not going to I'm not going to bother. And then, you know, you're not making photography. You're not being creative. You are being dragged, literally dragged down by your equipment. And so being able to you know, make those trade-offs and figure out, okay, h- how long can I s- carry something all day? And am I going to have times when I can hang out for an hour or two for lunch when I'm not carrying this stuff? Right. Like all that comes into it too. I want to follow up on what you just said because it's so important. This is really the core of what we're trying to talk about today. Okay. Our tools as photographers are expensive, heavy, delicate stuff, pretty delicate stuff. And we, we, we invest a lot of money in it. We, we want to take care of it. We want to bring it with us, but we, we want to not hurt it, right? So there's this tension. You could have amazing gear and leave it in your closet and just go and look at it and polish it. And that would be somewhat satisfying. It's so much better to take it out and use it to make photographs. Mm-hmm. So camera bags are, I would argue, the most important gear you have as a photographer because it's what enables you to get your gear from that closet to where you're going to make amazing photos. And if Mm. it makes you too tired to carry it, if it hurts your back, if it hurts your neck, if it's every time you use it, stuff falls out of it. If 
your camera gear isn't well protected and it gets broken. Those are all things that are going to end your enjoyment of this wonderful activity that we love. So I, the reason I have this problem with camera bags is because I believe that if I have good bags and good cameras, I'm going to take better pictures because I'm going to be inspired to get out and take better pictures because I've got nothing standing in my way. So I want to talk about, because we've been talking a lot here. I haven't haven't (laughs) talked about uh, the bags I use the most. Actually, I I was just going to say, because I think this will be a good marker and a year from now we'll revisit this. Yes. Um, Let's let's talk about what specifically those bags are. A, just because I know people are going to be curious. Uh, B, because uh, we'll have links in the show notes so you can get more information. And C... Uh, I've forgotten what C is, so we're just going to go right into. Let's see what we use. <laughs> oh, so all right, we're we're done now. We're canceling <laughs> this podcast. What are you going to start with? Well, you and I agree on this, so it's it's the same for both of us. We just have different sizes, right? Yeah. So this is the Shimoda Designs Explore Backpack Version Two. So these are new this year, end of last year, but you can get them now. They're out and uh, out out and about. You can actually get these in stores now. These are. Hands down, the most thoughtfully well-designed and built camera backpacks in the world. I've tried a lot of camera backpacks, and um, <laughs> some of them have cooler materials than these. Some of them have cooler colors, but nothing combines all of the things that you need in a good camera bag, like a Shimoda Designs bag. I've got two of them. <laughs> so that one I just <laughs> held up, the green one, is a 35-liter bag. So it holds everything. So if I'm going to carry... Two camera bodies, five, six lenses, a drone, water bottle, panorama gear, a tripod, extra jacket, snacks, all of that stuff. It, that bag will do it. It's loaded down. Yeah. It's heavy. But the thing is with the Shimoda bags, and this is super important, is the suspension system is incredible. It, there's no other suspension system like it. The first time I tried on the Shimoda bag, and I've had the older version of this bag, I was like, wow, it's like getting a hug. It's really comfortable. And I now actually have one of my old bags, one of my old Shimoda bags I use as a day pack if I'm going hiking because it's so comfortable. (laughs) I can just Mm. load it down with all of our snacks and junk that we want to carry with us on the trail. The straps are super wide. They're not hugely padded, but they place the weight of the bag really nicely on your shoulders. And they're uh, very adjustable. And this is super important because everybody's shaped differently. And Shimoda bags have female-specific straps that you can get. So, you know, these big pockets and things aren't necessarily what a lot of females want across their chest. And so they have different straps to accommodate that. And these straps are amazing. So you get the bag on and you get it fitted properly. Not only is it going to distribute the load really nicely over your shoulders and your chest, but you now have pockets on the front for putting your phone, mm-hmm. accessories, uh, remote triggers, radios, even a water bottle. I can put a water bottle in, in this front pocket. So really, really brilliant suspension system. So I can carry this bag all day without it making me suffer. Whereas if I put on that Peak Design everyday backpack, I'm going to be like, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> um, it is. This is the 25 liter version. So if I was going on a flight, international flights especially, this is going to going to make it into the overhead band. It's going to make it past any stringent carry-on restrictions. It's the right size for that. This bag, I can't fit all my gear into it, but I can fit everything I would want on a trip. So 
probably leave few lenses at home, maybe just bring one camera uh, body, carry three, four lenses, still have room for pano gear and, you know, water bottle and accessories and stuff like that. It is Mm -hmm. um, a brilliant bag. So this is the Explore version two, 25 liter and 35 liter. And you have the 30 liter, which is the middle size. the 30 liter. Yeah. And when we took it on our trip, this was actually the first bag. So one feature of the Shimoda bags is it has the panel right behind you to access your lenses. You, you take the bag off, you put it on the ground and you, you unzip this panel that opens like a door and then like, everything is really easy to grab. And I'd never had a bag like that before. I had one once where you had to um, it sort of opened up in a big V and it had pockets and it sounded like a great idea. This is the one I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And it, in practice, it just wasn't like you're, you're always fighting past things. And having this bag with us when we were in the Sierra Nevada had no problems carrying it around, having it in the back of the car and everything was really easy to access. So, yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. For my everyday use, I still I still like the everyday Peak Design backpack. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I'm not carrying it as much, but I've not had as many issues in terms of, of comfort of the straps and sounds like that you've had. And so for me, it works out really well. I find that it's often just barely overpacked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's not even, you know – I mean, there have been some times when I have I have had this as you know the bag that I take for my computer and my camera gear. Like I've managed to cram a bunch of stuff in there, mm-hmm. and sort of started wondering if maybe the zippers were going to pop or something, which I don't recommend. But for the most part, it works for me because of the stuff that I just need every day. Again, you know, I'm not going to coffee shops the way I used to because of pandemic and all of that. And so I haven't really needed to revisit that as much. Um, also because I, you know, I work from home, just not as mobile. But when I've taken things out, there's enough segmentation that I know mostly where to reach and grab things. So that's, that's worked out really well for me. Again, I loved the messenger bags. I, I think I prefer a messenger bag style overall, but it just – my back didn't like it. Like yeah. after a certain amount of time, I was like, well, I do like this a lot, but I also like not being in pain. So that's you know personal choice. The shoulder strap of a sling bag or a messenger bag is is problematic if it's heavy. You know, these are really meant to be yeah. uh, lighter load bags. One thing I will say, thinking about sort of this digital nomad situation where you're carrying a laptop and camera gear and water bottle and all this other stuff. You know, I, I do think that the everyday backpack is a great design. I really like the way that the laptop compartment is separate. It's a really well mm-hmm. thought out and um, incredibly well padded laptop compartment in that bag. We both have the big 16-inch MacBook Pro, and the Shimoda backpacks, one of its its Achilles heel is it's not really meant to carry a laptop like that, like this big 16-inch yeah, MacBook Pro. Yeah. It does have a laptop sleeve in the door, but it's kind of... Yeah. It does. I, I have a problem with, you know, it's not quite big enough for our laptops. You know, if we had a smaller mm-hmm. laptop, it would fit in there really nicely. The problem I have with having a laptop in a camera bag 
and this is a good point to bring up at this point, is you have your lenses, you have your camera bodies. Those are all unforgiving uh, heavy objects. And the, all of the camera bags that we use, for the most part, have this grid of compartments inside of a padded cell inside the mm -hmm. bag. And you open the back or you open the front and you get in there and you put all your things in its own little, little apartment, right? And if you have the back panel has a laptop in it and you close it up against the ends of those lenses, I really worry about impacts or falls. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not the clumsiest guy around, but I'm also not, I'm not a gazelle, <laughs> you know, I do slip <laughs> and, and tumble every now and then. And I think about what's it going to happen if I fall down and drive my favorite 50 millimeter 1.2 lens into the middle of my favorite laptop. Yeah. It's not going to end well. And it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of crying and bad words and, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, bad role model for your kids. Yeah, kids are, kids are going to be scarred for life. So I think about that a lot with laptop carry this problem of traveling. You know, if I'm going on an airplane and I'm, I want to bring my laptop with me so I can edit photos or videos or whatever mm -hmm. on the, in the field, I really got to think about how I'm going to approach that. And it's probably going to mean a separate backpack for the laptop. And maybe I put the sling bag inside there. Yeah. And so it's, it's difficult. It's a, it's a challenge. And this, this comes around to maybe a great way for us to wrap this up. A lot of times, as much as I love the Shimoda bags, and I think Ian Miller, the designer of these bags and the owner of Shimoda designs, he's brilliant. But the, we think that we can put a laptop in there <laughs> just says mm -hmm. that we're maybe we're trying to do too much with this bag. And you need to know mm. that every bag is going to have features that are trying to appeal to a wide range of users. And you need to know as a user of that bag, what's right for me. And if that's a feature set that doesn't address your needs, then it's not a great bag for you. Uh, I think there are people that the Shimoda bag isn't the best bag for them. And we do have this problem. A lot of it, we started the conversation with this. A lot of people will see these bags on photographers that they admire or photographers that they like. And they're like, well, if they like mm -hmm. that bag, it must be a great bag. It might be an awesome bag, but that doesn't mean it's the right bag for you. Yeah. So you have to talk to people. One of the things I do um, when I'm around other photographers, if we're doing a workshop, for instance, I spend a lot of time like, how do you like that bag? And then people be like, oh, I really like it. Or I, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure it out. Or I don't like all these pockets. You know, you get really honest feedback, but then you can say, hey, can I try it on? I have given my bag to people and be like, here, try this on. I, I noticed you're struggling with your bag. <laughs> try this. I think you'll like the straps of, the, of this bag better. Yeah. You need to be able to do that. I have a camera store in Portland here that's got a great selection of camera bags. And I like to support them. But one of the things I really like about that shop is they'll let you go in and they have a table right there in the, in the camera bag section where you can take a bag off the shelf, slap it down on the table, throw it open, dig around inside, play with all the straps and pockets and try it on. And you really need to do that. You can't just grab these things out of the air and expect them to be what you need, especially with backpacks. I think the backpack needs to fit you well. Shoulder bags, yeah. you know, I feel okay ordering a shorter shoulder bag online like this Wotan Craft one. Knowing that it's got a shoulder strap, I know what shoulder straps are like, but backpack straps are different. So find something Excellent. that works, get people's feedback, try it out if you can before you buy it, and uh, realize that that one bag is not going to be your last camera bag. It shouldn't be. <laughs> yep. Have we photocombobulated I'm this? I'm not sure. I <laughs> 
<laughs> I think things well, are, so, are just just as combobulated as they were discombobulated as they were before, but I don't know. I sort of feel like we've taken a high level approach to all this just because it can get so deep in the weeds. I mean, obviously you and I were suddenly like, oh, well, then what about these little pouches and what about this and what about that? So here's the thing. Let us know what about camera bags frustrates you or what you want to know more about because believe me, all the bags that I own have been bags recommended by Mason. I'm just going to throw you out there as an expert <laughs> and a a hard-won expert because I know that you came by this knowledge by suffering through a lot of bags and – Believe me, dear listener, I have seen the bag dungeon. I know <laughs> where all these bags live. Um, it's not actually a dungeon. It's not really. a dungeon. Um, it's not a dungeon. But you do – to get back to the beginning, you do have a problem. But this is a problem that I've benefited from because you've been able to recommend really good bags to me. So let us know what you think and, and what aspects of, of bags you want us to follow up on because there's so much – Having to do with you know waterproofing and small carry things and how do things last and I mean there's there's so much mm -hmm. which I think is why these industries work so well because there are so many different ways so many different directions you can go with them yeah so let us know go to photocombobulate.com there's a feedback form there. Uh, or you can you know, uh, hit us up on uh, Instagram. I'm at Jeff Carlson. He's at Mason J. Marsh. Or you know, just go to at Photocombobulate Podcast. Oh, crap. What's our, what's our, what's <laughs> just our search Instagram? For, just search for Photocombobulate on Instagram. Yeah. We also have a, uh, yeah, exactly. have a Facebook page. We've got a comment section on our website. So people have lots of ways they can reach out to us. And I would love to get people's feedback on, on this. This is a subject, as you can tell, that I care a lot about. I do have a problem. I am always searching for better camera bags. Uh, but it's a good problem to have because we have so many great options. We have so many yeah. great options nowadays. Materials, everything are just come a long way. So please let us know how we can help you more with camera bags. If you have specific questions about specific bags and you'd like our feedback, feel free to ask. We might have experience with that. Uh, we might know somebody who does. So let us know. And please do us a favor. This is uh, our 13th episode of Photocombobulate. And if you've reached this far into this episode, that means you're one of our best listeners. And we would love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast apps and leave a review and a rating. Uh, that helps the algorithms, uh, you know, spread the love a little bit more. You know how this stuff works. So help us out with that, and we'd really appreciate it. And if you uh, leave a really good review, maybe I'll send you one of my old Oh, my gosh. Whoa. I do have a few. Do you have... Do, do you have a couple? I Just think a maybe. couple. Just a couple. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, uh, this photocombobulate.com. And I'm Jeff Curls. And I'm Mason Marsh. Thanks, everybody. Thanks much. Mm -hmm.